Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile, with a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at H&M.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile, with a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile, with a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. If I can love my son unconditionally like that, like I can love myself because we share the same genetics. We, you know, he was grown from me. And so I think sharing that story, especially like from a mom for mom, it, at least for me, self-love can be really hard. Self-worth can be really hard. And so sharing kind of that big, like aha moment that I had that I was like, wait a minute, I do love myself because I love my child. My name is Veronica Cisneros, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, a mama of three girls, and married for 23 years. I am obsessed with helping you navigate through the seasons of marriage, helping couples like you break free from feeling like roommates. I will teach you the secrets to having a healthy marriage by providing tools and tips to help you reconnect in a way that you can't keep your hands off each other, where flirting and kissing is the norm in your household, setting intentional time to date, get to know and support each other's dreams and goals so that you can grow together without keeping score or judging one another, where you feel seen and heard even when you disagree. Where arguments end with mutual respect and understanding. Where you work together to build and strengthen your family so no one feels like they're carrying the weight of the family on their own. These are the necessary skills your children need for you to model so that they develop healthy relationships and thrive in life. This is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. Welcome to the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Cisneros. Today's guest is a certified yoga teacher. We had her on before, and I'm going to tell you, I've been listening to her podcast ever since Life Changer. She is a meditation teacher and the host of a chart-topping podcast, Mindful in Minutes. Kelly Smith is no stranger to the wide-ranging health benefits of meditation. When she became a mom for the first time, Kelly found solace in the same thing she always had, her daily meditation practice. In doing so, she discovered how meditation could help not only moms cope with common family challenges, but every other member of the family as well. I told you, she's like, it's like the whole package and absolutely love it. Kelly shares her hard one wisdom and with listeners across the country in her second podcast, Meditation Mama. And now in her fully illustrated book, wait for it, ladies, Mindful in Minutes, Meditation for the Modern Family, which is coming out September 15th. Hey, Kelly. Hello. How are you? I am doing so good. I'm excited to have you back. I am so happy to be here. It's always so fun to chat with you and to connect with another mom and just get caught up on what's going on in life. So tell me about your book. So we're just launching your book. How did this even, and I remember you and I, we talked about it being in the works, um, yeah. but but now it's out. It's going to be out in September. So you're an author. Yeah. Like you're kind of legit. Well, not kind of, I- you totally are legit. 
Okay. Well, if you think I'm legit, that is one of the <laughs> nicest things I've ever heard. I'm going to like put that on like my website that Veronica <laughs> thinks I'm legit. Um, yeah, I am so excited about this book that's coming out specifically because it's like the book that I would have wanted as a parent yeah. if I weren't a meditation teacher. It's like, I think a lot of us moms and, you know, parents and caregivers, but let's be real, mostly the moms yeah. are familiar with maybe mindfulness and meditation for themselves or have dabbled in it personally and have thought, you know what, my kids could benefit from this or my partner or my family, but I don't know how, I don't know how to incorporate meditation and mindfulness into my children's life, regardless of their age. And that's where we tend to get stuck. And we need kind of a, a manual and a guide that says, Hey, this is how you do it. Here's a bunch of practices that you can do for all different age ranges. Here's how you talk to your kids about it. Here's how you can make it a family thing. And is this what I would have wanted as a parent yeah. if I didn't feel like I had those tools in my toolbox? Absolutely. Absolutely. Gosh, this is something that is definitely needed. So can you take us through um, the impacts of not being able to implement this as a whole for your family. Cause you know, you're right. We, you know, I know for me, I, I personally like, you know, I'll try to insert meditation for myself, but it's kind of one of those things, you know, do I need to pee, eat or meditate or work? Like, <laughs> right. I'm just being honest. Like, and you always have to choose one. You always have to choose one. I mean, I could go another two hours without peeing. No big deal. Right. But it's just, it, that's just the life of like an entrepreneur. And yeah. so one thing, and it's funny that we're talking about this because the other day, um, you know, I'm watching my daughters, um, you know, they're my, my husband calls them putting the creams and the lotions on. Um, but like <laughs> I was watching my little 12 year old, she was putting, applying, like she was doing her nightly routine and mm -hmm. I'm like, how the hell did she start doing this? And then I immediately went to my room and I was putting all the creams and lotions as my husband calls it. And I was like, oh shit. Cause I modeled that for them. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So, <laughs> and I was just thinking, huh, I don't want them to think this is just a routine, you know, mm -hmm. although, yeah, we want it to be part of the routine, but I don't want them. I want them to be able to like experience it and know that this is something you're doing for yourself. So mm -hmm. let's go ahead and cover what are the risks? What are the impacts of maybe our family not incorporating what you're about to teach us? So, you know, I think so much of what you just said resonated with me. And one other piece that I would add to that is, you know, I do think that's a great first step before we get into kind of, if you don't do this, what happens, Yeah. but such a great first step is modeling it, you know, personally and saying, but the thing is though, usually when we model it, at least for me and for a lot of my clients that are moms, my students, it's like we, meditation is a very kind of isolating thing. You know, it's like, it's our quiet time. It's our alone yeah. time. It's our go somewhere and take that break. But even if we're doing it, we may not be actively modeling it to our kids. And I get it, right? I'm I'm a toddler mom. And so, you know, if I want to get something done, I have to basically hide away from my child or, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not going to help. But something that I think is so powerful about implementing meditation and mindfulness into the family is one, it opens up a door to a full line of communication that I find that we don't usually talk about. So in my household, again, I have a toddler, so we're talking a lot about like 
feeling and a lot about like, what does your inside voice say? Or, you know, you, your body feels like hitting, but what is your heart feeling that makes your body want to do this thing? And I think that meditation, which is single pointed concentration, but it's also teaching them how to be introspective is such a powerful tool for every member of the family, because it's so easy to be forward focused and you're focusing on your kids. You're a lot of doing, but there isn't a lot of just being and being introspective for yourself, but also your kids of any age. Um, One piece in this book that I feel really excited about is that there's different age groups and there's specifically practices for adolescents. Cause I heard time and time again, that feels like kind of the forgotten age yeah. where, you know, like I can swear on the podcast. Oh, right? hell yeah, girl. We talk all the time. Okay, the time. good. Yeah. It's like when you're an adolescent, like that's when shit hits the fan. Well, yes. And there's so much like by the time you're a teen or an older teen, like you have the wherewithal to be potentially practicing meditation more on an adult level. Yeah. When you're a little kid, right. There's an, fun games that you can play, like interesting little ways that you can incorporate this. But like when you're just an adolescent and shit hits the fan mm-hmm. and your emotions are everywhere and you're in school and all of a sudden there's these weird, like complex, like social structures that we're trying to navigate. And that's like when we need this ability to not have to do, but to be, and to be able to turn inward and say, well, what's actually happening within yeah me. And I think that introspective piece is something that if you don't implement it and you don't talk about it, you don't teach it. It's, you know, we can be setting our kids up for more struggles down the road. You know, I'm, I'm writing this down right now um, because I've been, you know, there's so many things we do. There's so, so many things we do. And right now, as you're sharing it, I'm going to tell you, and I'm, I don't know if I shared this with you. I don't even know if we talked about it, Um, But right now, my practice is the busiest it's ever been with teens, with like new teens. So when we're talking about middle school, which is the population you're addressing right now, there are they are so like inundated with social media, bullying, really trying to figure out who they are. And, you know, I was at a doctor appointment. Okay, it was a filler appointment. Anyway, doctor appointment. Um, <laughs> doctor, doctor, doctor appointment, <laughs> self care appointment. Okay, um, and we were talking about this, and um, you know, one of the one of the staff, one of the nurses, she's like, "Yeah, junior high is your ugly phase. It's totally your ugly phase." And it's like, "Oh my god, that's totally true." Yeah, you know, because all of us are trying to figure out our life. All of us are trying to figure out like who we are, how we fit in, you know, and then also a good amount of us are realizing, holy shit, we don't fit in. We, we actually don't fit in and people are making it known that we don't fit in. And so I'm writing this down because for one, I'm totally going to take notes on what you're saying. But in addition to that, like, I just thought about, well, shit, my daughter, my little monkey feet, she's, she's, she's a, um, what grade is she in? Sixth grade. Yeah. I'm mother of the year. Okay. You guys judge away. Um, she's sixth grade (laughs) and yeah, she's, you know, she, she just started opening up, you know, the other day, mom, there was this girl, you know, and she looked at me and then she just put her hand over her face and she just started whispering. And I was like, well, where's she at? Put, point her out to me, point her out to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that one right there. I, I'll take that one. Right. Cause it does come out and it's like, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
how often do my kids, I'm over here creating a new practice, but they're asleep. They don't even know I'm doing it, you know? And Mm -hmm. I'm wondering like what it would look like. Yes, it's another thing. However, it's something that needs to be done that we don't make time for. It like literally it needs to be done and we don't make time for. So us implementing this into our children's life and maybe even asking them to join us, like the benefits it would have, not only in them knowing they're a priority, but also like, this is mine. This is my space. This is my time. So I can sort through, you know, the day-to-day or monotony or, you know, just reset before I walk into shit or the day or whatever it has to hold the uncertainty. Absolutely. And, you know, I think what a great invitation to for your children to spend that time with you, that intentional time with you. And it's only a few minutes, right? And so to open up that time and to either invite them in, especially with that kind of middle school age group, but also like what beautiful tools you're teaching them. Because I think about like when I first learned about meditation, which we know can help increase self-confidence and build resilience and reduce anxiety. I didn't learn about it until I was solidly in my 20s, like late 20s. And I had to go learn it for myself. And I think about what if, and it's it's to know, you know, knock on my mom. Like she didn't know how to do it. She didn't know the button. She didn't have the tools to teach me. But just like, you know, your daughter picks up on, you got to take care of that skin at nighttime. Like what a beautiful tool you can add to your child's toolbox of any age that can help cultivate skills like resilience and self-confidence and reducing anxiety. And we didn't talk about how you're really working with kind of that middle school age Mm -hmm. a lot personally. But what I hear time and time again is and for any age group, and this makes me feel really sad because I know what anxiety feels like. Yeah. I'm like, well, I don't want a six-year-old or a 12-year-old or, you know, a 95-year-old to feel anxiety. It sucks. Yeah. But we know that regular meditation can help reduce it's the amygdala, the anxiety, pain, fear center of the brain. It can kind of quell that part of the brain. And like what a great tool you're giving them, not just you know, when they're in the thick of being a kid, which is hard. Yeah. It's confusing. You're learning all these things for the first time and you're just giving them this tool that they can utilize when they need it. And like, this is the stuff that I feel like we collectively as mothers right now, like no one taught us how to do it. We've had to kind of figure it out and blindly go through as adults and we're seeing the benefits now, but what a difference if we would have learned how to do this like early on 30 years ago like how different would that have been and I think a lot about the kind of compassion and kindness piece that sometimes comes with meditation and sort of this like tertiary benefit I mean not to slight all middle schoolers but like they're all kind of monsters a little bit because they're all going through the same Mm -hmm. they're all going through the same Mm -hmm. at the same time I have both been the monster and also been monstered at the Mm -hmm. same time. I mean, they're all just blindly navigating and like, what a nice little thing to like cultivate a little kindness, cultivate a little compassion, explore empathy, talk about, you know, how your, your actions impact others. Like meditation opens the door for these types of conversations 
and feelings within yourself and, you know, your family. Hey there, high achieving moms and wives. Are you tired of feeling like something's missing in your marriage? Well, buckle up because I'm about to reveal the missing puzzle piece that will bring back the romance, intimacy, and equality you've been craving. I understand what you're going through. It's not just about the occasional date night or a box of chocolates. It's about creating a deep emotional connection, feeling truly understood, and being on the same page when it comes to parenting. You want more than just a teammate. You want a partner who supports you, lifts you up, and shares the responsibilities of life. But let's be real, finding that balance isn't easy. That's why my seven principles for making marriage work program is here to guide you every step of the way. In just 12 weeks, I will help you build the foundation of a rock solid relationship, one that's built on romance, intimacy, and equality. Imagine rekindling that spark, reigniting the passion, and discovering a whole new level of emotional security and communication with your partner. It's time to break free from the mundane and reignite the fire. But wait, you might be thinking, what have I tried already? Trust me, we've seen it all. Couples who've tried everything from fancy date nights to self-help books. And while those things have their place, they often miss the mark when it comes to true transformation. That's where my expertise comes in. As a licensed marriage and family therapist with a decade of experience, I've honed my skills in helping couples like you create lasting change. Together, we'll tackle the root issues and provide you with practical tools that actually work. So don't settle for an average marriage when extraordinary is within reach. Head over to veronicacisneros.org forward slash coaching right now to learn more about this program and apply. Remember, spots are limited, so don't wait. This is your chance to finally have the romance, intimacy, and equality you've been yearning for. It's time to reclaim your emotional connection, support each other, and become the unstoppable team you were meant to be. Let's rewrite the story of your marriage together. Visit veronicacisneros.org forward slash coaching and take the first step towards a love that exceeds your wildest dreams. The journey to a fulfilling Marriage starts now. Don't miss out. So what are you waiting for? Go to veronicacisneros.org forward slash coaching and let's transform your relationship. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. So tell me how you started because you have little ones. You know, Mm -hmm. I have I have big ones who like back talk. Um, (laughs) And right now I'm like thinking... And a half year old is, mm. I think he could give your middle schooler a, a run for her money in the staff department. <laughs> oh, girl, I don't know. You know, I'm okay with just watching it happen. <laughs> so, so tell me, how did you go ahead and integrate it into your family? Because I know you, girl, and I know you're not like giving us this like car sales thing. You're like, I know you've already implemented this into your life. So, Tell us what it's been like with you. How did you implement it and what have been the benefits from doing so? So I have a toddler, one, two and a half year old, and I'm currently pregnant with my second. And so when I started integrating this um, with my first pregnancy, I was already meditating, but I started doing this kind of in the pregnancy stage and something that I felt like. I mean, it sounds crazy, but every day we'd kind of sit and we'd meditate 
you know, and as soon as you relax, your baby's like, like bebopping around yep. in there. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll be crazy. But that was our time to kind of like be close and to connect. And it felt like we were meditating together. And now kind of moving through this, you know, toddler phase now that, you know, my, my son is a little Scorpio. So he has a lot of feelings, you know, he feels just so deeply. And so what we do is we try to talk a lot about like, like his inside or like, well, how do you feel on the inside? And we're working through a hitting phase. And so like the way I've broken down the book in particular, the main section of it is that it has these different topics, but I've asked a bunch of moms because I was working with kids even before I became a mother, but those were like usually older kids, more like adolescents. Yeah. So I asked just my audience, parents, I know everyone like, what kind of topics are coming up for you? And, and there were a lot of commonality of things like frustration, anxiety, worthiness, self-confidence, guilt, like resilience, right? These are the things that show up a lot in our household. Yeah. And then I have it broken down with three different practices, one for little kids, one for adolescents, one for, you know, teens and adults. And so what I've been trying to do with my son is as these things naturally come up, in our life, because if one person in your family is working through something, it kind of becomes a family oh, it does. thing it does. at that point. And so yeah. everyone's working through it. Yep. So we'll talk a lot about it. And then for his age range, we do a lot of kind of little like mindfulness games. So one that I really like that I included in the book is we kind of do, you know, he likes to build blocks. So we'll talk about like, when you do a nice thing, we're going to build and I'll, you know, I'll use the word, I'll say our, you know, kindness tower, or our compassion tower. And, you know, if he goes and he does something nice, which for him is just, you know, saying thank you or like not yeah. hitting the dog when she's in the way, then he gets to go and it's like, oh my gosh, great job. You get to go put something on, you know, your kindness power. Like, how does that make your heart feel? And again, that's the yeah. introspection piece. Like, doesn't that feel really good for you? I bet it really felt good for Mila, our dog. You know, I bet it felt really good for her heart too. And then he kind of gets to build this power and see how these things kind of build upon one another. So we do a lot of games and a lot of um, like if I'm meditating, sometimes I do hide from him if I actually want to be left alone. But sometimes I'll try to do it in front of him and I'll just invite him and say, Do you want to sit in my lap? You know, mom's gonna meditate. Do you want to take some deep breaths? Do you want to close your eyes? And just kind of have it be an open invitation. And then talking a lot about the inside at least at that age, you know, what are you, what are you feeling? What are you experiencing? Like, yeah. you know, your hands want to hit what, what's happening within and just trying to lay that foundation of, you know, if, and the way that we do, I'll say, okay, just close your eyes. Think about it. Look inside what's, what's inside, you know, and, it, and usually it's anger, or it's frustration, it's yeah. whatever it is. And then just trying to lay that foundation. So then as he gets older, then maybe it will evolve into more of like, a practice or a skill set. But at this age, at the little, little age, to me, it's almost kind of like early, like mindfulness literacy. Yeah. Of like just talking about these ideas and, and seeing that like, this is just a thing that we do or a thing that we can do. Um, and we do incorporate it a lot at night too, because my little guy is cuckoo wacko. So by the time we hit bed, I was like, okay, why don't we just, you know, lay here and close our eyes and take deep breaths, but it's really just kind of building that foundation, just like any pre-learning you do with your kids before you, you know, 
or they get on an airplane for the first time. Maybe yeah. you watch movies about airplanes or you talk about airports and it becomes a family thing. So that's what we're doing a lot of right now. And I find that it's really been beneficial for him to have the words and to have the ability, even if we're still implementing it, but to understand that like he is his own little internal piece within him yeah. that he can connect to. Because once you start getting older, that in, I call it the true self, but you can call it whatever you want. That's the thing that we start to get disconnected from mm-hmm. as we get older, right? And that's where usually we get to middle school and we're like, you feel lost. I felt that yeah. way. And you're like, who am I? What do I, you know, you just, you feel so lost at that age. And I think it's because we don't cultivate that connection to the true self early enough. And we don't like reinforce it to help us stay connected to that space. As we get older, society challenges it. Our communities challenge it. You know, the girls at school that are whispering that makes you challenge your own challenge. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. And so now it's kind of just laying the foundation. And then as he gets older, we'll be implementing more things. Yeah. And, you know, as a clinician, that's something I'm going to say right now off the bat, we need to teach our kids. It is so important. We teach our kids now. And it, even if your kids are like, let's say, a, you know, 20, you can still model this for them. It's very, I, you know, my kids are 20, 16 and 12. Um, and I will tell you, like, they still need help with self-regulating. You know, and and I mean, shit. There's plenty of times where I need help with self-regulating, right? Yeah, I still um, need it too. <laughs> exactly. And so I love that you're teaching us how to go ahead and integrate meditation, you know, um, into our home. And so, what have you seen, like, with regards to your husband and your child? What have you seen as kind of like the benefits? How has your family benefited from this together? Yeah. So a big piece that I see is patience. And that wasn't necessarily what I thought would be the biggest benefit. I I knew that many of my clients, even as adults, they often would say things like, I don't know, once I started meditating, like I, my road rage wasn't that bad. Or yeah. I get cut off and I just didn't care as much. And but the thing that I found to be so interesting is the is really two things. One, the patient piece. It's yeah. I have found when I meditate and sometimes I laugh, right? And this is my career. And it's, you know, sometimes you get busy and you're like, Oh, didn't meditate today. But I find that my fuse gets shorter when I don't do that. So it's easier for me to be patient when you're dealing with, you know, whatever, everything, every life. Oh my gosh. And just mm-hmm. the, and the things that cause a tantrum in a toot, you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. You wanted to open the yogurt yourself. And I already started opening it, you know, whatever we're doing. Yeah. But then also like, so at, on the parent side, I think it cultivates more patience. But I think also on the child side as, as well, I just noticed that there's more patience for the self and more patience for one another. And then I also think that there's been this benefit of kind of allowing all of us to be human when we talk about what's happening on the inside. So for me, that often looks like, you know, when I get really frustrated or really reactive and sometimes, you know, I snap at my at my kid or my dog or my husband, right? You just kind of you're overstimulated, you snap. And, and then I can kind of take it back and say, Oh, you know, like, I'm, I'm really sorry that I yelled, you know, mom, mommy's heart was just filled with a lot of frustration from the day. And so she's going to go take a minute and take a break and then I'll come back. 
Yeah. And so kind of, it gives us more language to talk about like the humanity of not only like, we're so often so patient with our kids. Like if you know, my son gets frustrated and yells, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, there he goes again. Right. But like the guilt that I feel when sometimes I get frustrated and get yeah. snappy, it's like we hold ourselves to a totally different standard. And I think it's allowed us to kind of give everyone just a little bit more grace yeah. around being human and to say like, oh, oopsies, like my heart felt so frustrated and it just kind of came out of my mouth. I'm going to go take a break. I'm going to take a few deep breaths. I'm going to be right back. Yeah. And I, and I think it's that piece, like the patience and also just kind of letting everyone be a human. It helps to kind of just alleviate some of that pressure sometimes because it can, at least for me internally, being a parent and kind of feel like, you know, you're in a pressure cooker and you're like, I just need to yeah. alleviate some of this pressure. Yeah. And then we can talk about it and we can talk about these, these things. And so for my family, at least, but we also, we work a lot on those two things because you need extra help with it mm-hmm. in my household, like patients mm-hmm. and, you know, understanding, you know, and I think when you're a high achieving parent or a high achieving individual, it's hard for you to be like, oh, whoopsies. Like, yeah, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't get it right today. Well, I, and I think, one thing, right. I, one thing that happens for us too, though, is like, well, screw it. It already happened. I'm going to move on. And we yeah. just, we, we keep, we move on to the next task, next task, and next task, next task. Mm-hmm. That's like a tongue twister for me. Um, <laughs> But we do, we get so caught up in the day and then at the end of the night, our kids are asleep and we're like, well, shit, you know, I really screwed up that one. I really screwed up that one. And one thing I find with me personally, cause you bet your ass, I lose my shit. There's sometimes where I look at Willie and I'm like, dear Lord, please not today. Just not, not, <laughs> not today, not today, but don't let me. And they always know. Today. I what know. day is the worst day to push oh, yes. it and then yes. they push it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and although I might find myself losing my shit and that it does happen, like you said, it happens for all of us without skills, we wouldn't be able to thrive in our marriage. So it's going to happen. Yes. It is absolutely going to happen. We're going to lose our shit on our kids. We're going to lose our shit on our husband. But one thing I'm going to ask you guys as an audience is what skills or what tools do you have to come back from it? Or do you do what I used to do? And I don't know if you used to do this, but do you do what I used to do and just ignore it or like try to pretend it was the other person's fault or, um, right. Or quickly apologize. Wait, are, you in, are you in my household? <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, we're all guilty of this. And I'm sure with you, because you've been practicing, you now, this, you know, an expert at this, although you lose your shit, you're able to come back from it and you're able to come back 10,000 times stronger, right? Than before. Yeah. And, you know, and so much of that, like a piece that I wanted to include in this book was like, mm-hmm. it's called like partner meditations, but it's really not enough. There's, there's a handful of them where you can do them with your partner. But a lot of them are honestly like, like there's a release resentment meditation in oh, there. Oh, I love that. And there's, and because we need it. And I think yes, that's one of those things where as a meditation teacher, you know, when I was creating the practices and all of that around the kids and the different age, like I felt a little bit more prepared for that. I even felt more, a little bit more prepared for motherhood, but I think we don't, we're not always prepared for what that transition as a couple, if you're raising children with a partner what 
how that relationship changes and how, you know, even little things like, you know, I am an entrepreneur and, you know, my husband works in healthcare. So my schedule in theory is incredibly flexible. You know, all the entrepreneurs working out there, you know, I say flexible and, you know, just because I could rearrange my schedule doesn't mean I should, where his is completely inflexible. He's not, he's not changing, you know, for anything. And it was just those little things that over time it started to like resentment. And I mean, Veronica, you know, this, this is, you're more of an expert in this than I am, but from my own personal experience, it's like, you know, it's, it's never just an earthquake, right? It's all these little tremors before the earthquake comes. And so a big piece of integrating meditation into the family too is integrating it into myself and how then I can show up better for the family. Not to say that if there's bad behavior, you should just ignore it, sweep it under the rug, right? But having that same introspection piece within myself and being like, wow, I'm really feeling resentful over the fact that I'm always the one that has to, you know, reschedule when childcare is sick or whatever, right? And it's just a reality. It's not anything that's wrong, but these are these little kind of tremors that can lead up to an earthquake. And so having a meditation practice too, I think helps me to soften the edges a little bit mm-hmm. as kind of a navigate all of the ups and downs that come with being parent, whether it be, you know, a parent and partner or just being a parent or now being a parent of a child and also going through the ups and downs of pregnancy. Yeah. It just helps to kind of soften those edges because if you aren't actively doing something about it, right? I, I truly think of it as like that earthquake. Like it's never the tremors that cause the damage. It's all these little tremors and, yeah. and warning signs. And then if you just let that keep going, then you have an earthquake, then we've got a problem. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. What would you say is your favorite chapter and your favorite lesson? Oh my gosh. That's like picking a favorite kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. My gosh, I think that, so I think one of my favorite chapters and the way that they're broken up in the main section is it's kind of like reflection, note, teaching on that topic. And then it goes into the practices that you can implement. So I think one of my favorite teachings is the self-love chapter, because one of the biggest shifts I had when I was a new mother was I was sitting and write about this in the book, I was sitting and my son was only doing contact naps and it was a whole thing. And, and I was, you know, really struggling with what my body looked like, just my self-worth post, postpartum. And I would look down at my son and he's, you know, sleeping babies always look like little angels on earth. Yeah. Right. And I'm looking at him and there's just so much love pouring from my heart. And I don't know what it was, if it was the universe, something just like slapped me in the face and was like, how can you love this thing that is at you so unconditionally and so deeply but then I have so much hate for the source. And yeah. it clicked in my yeah. brain in that moment that if I can love my son unconditionally like that, like I can love myself because we share the same genetics. We, you know, he was grown from me. And so I think sharing that story, especially like from a mom or mom, it, yeah. at least for me, I, self-love can be really hard. Self-worth can be really hard. And so sharing kind of that big, like aha moment that I had that I was like, wait a minute, I do love myself because I love my child and to love him is to also love me. 
And that shifted my mindset so much in that moment. So I think that chapter has a special place in my heart because it's very uh, personal, but it's also, um, you know, I think it's, it's something that I needed to hear in that moment. Yeah. Of that really tough kind of postpartum time. And then I think some of my favorite uh, practices are in the insomnia chapter um, because they work. <laughs> and they're very simple and everything becomes better when we're all sleeping better. Yes. And I had even the editor of the book was also a mom and she sent me an email not that long ago and her daughter I think is seven or eight. And she just sent me this email. She was like, Kelly, I remembered from when I was editing your manuscript, you know, this one insomnia practice that you had and she started having nightmares and we just started incorporating it. And I have to tell you that she falls asleep like within minutes. Oh. And so that one has a special place in my heart because it sounds so simple. Like if we all just got better sleep, mm-hmm. it makes everything better. Mm-hmm. And those ones seem to really, really work and work quickly. I love that. I love that. Okay. So book comes out September 5th. Mm-hmm. How do yeah. we access it? Like, where are we buying it? Yes. So you can literally buy it anywhere for if you want to pre-order it, which I always think is the best way to go. Hell yeah. Let's do Veronica. that. Well, like I pre-order it and then it's like, you kind of forget about it. And awesome. then September 5th rolls around and you're like, what's this Amazon packaging? Open it. You're like, <laughs> oh, that's right. It's like, it's like your gifting future self. I love so it. Like, what? So that's my personal favorite way. But whenever you're listening to this, all the places, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target, you know, all, all the, your, what do they call it? Major, I'm still learning the lingo, uh, you know, major online book retailers. Yeah, girl, look at this. You are like, literally, this okay. is crazy. You can, you can teach, you know, an old dog new tricks. Don't you feel it? They're really, pregnancy brain is such a real thing. It's, it is a thousand percent a real thing. A thousand percent. And you're always just like, you're like, come on brain work. What's, it's there. What's the thing? It's there. <laughs> it's there. We just have to get it out. And I have a couple of bonuses for anyone who pre-orders yes. so when we listen to this. So all summer, so there, we had to cut out three chapters for um, just space and size. So each month, June, July, and August, whenever you pre-order, you can go, you can, you know, enter your information. Um, it's on my website and you're going to get bonus chapters along oh, the damn. way. So you can get started um, with the practice before the book even comes. And then you'll have all of these bonus chapters, which is like nine extra meditations and like 15 extra mantras, all sorts of good stuff. This is so exciting. This is so exciting. We definitely need to get our hands on this. Ladies, I'm going to tell you right now, we obviously aren't practicing this right now. I mean, let's just be honest. And we're just going to call, I'm just going to call you guys out. And I know you're not because I have to remind myself to do it. And so now we have this ability, right? Now we have this ability to go ahead and really create change for our family. And I'm going to tell you right now, Kelly's no bullshit. And that's one thing that I love about her. When she told me or her team told me or told us, whoever, that she was launching a book, it's like, I'm all about it. Let's go ahead and do it. Let's go ahead and do it. So a thousand percent get this book, implement the skills. And Kelly, once they start implementing the skills, right? And their kids are sleeping, their kids aren't fighting. You know, their husband is nicer because his day-to-day frustration. Okay, well, let's not overpromise. I don't know about those husbands. I don't know if I can help. Let's not overpromise here. 
We'll start with the kids sleeping and a little more tightness in the household. (laughs) So once we start develop or seeing some of these, some of these shifts, where can we reach you on social media to let, to thank you? Well, and there's no thanks necessary. I just love hearing these stories. So I am an older millennial. So you can find me on Instagram. That's my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Um, So at yoga for you online, I love just hearing people's success stories because your happiness is my happiness. So you can let me know if there's any particular practice that your family really likes or your children really like or any aha moments that you've had. I love hearing about this stuff because my whole goal is just, you know, I just want everyone to be happier and just to alleviate some of that pressure in the household. Yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> that's my hope. And so if you get any of that from that book, I would love to hear about it and then we can celebrate the wins together. Awesome. Kelly, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always such a delight. Absolutely. Let's be honest, we can all use a little help in our marriage, especially when it comes to communicating. I have created a guide just for you. Five things that are killing your marriage, tips from a therapist. Find out if you are making these marriage mistakes. Ladies, this guide is 100% free. I will give you practical tips and easy to use strategies to apply right away. You all know I'm a huge advocate for couples. I am on a mission to help you and your partner experience stress-free living. With this free guide, we are setting our marriages up for success. But it starts with you. You will find this free guide here in the show notes or go to www.veronicasisneros.org. The information I will be providing you is next level. And people pay good money to get these tips that I will be giving you for free. Don't forget to share this with a friend. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends. Hey there. This is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen. And I hope you check it out. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. 
I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020, and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020 and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope, listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like 
why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there.